0: Hello and welcome to On and Off the Pitch. We've got some chat happening. It's the WSL and FAW pod chat with Emma. How are you, Emma? All
1: right, not too bad. It's been a while. Feels like an age.
0: I know don't feel as if I'm pushing you out. <laughs> no, <Sorry. laughs> I'm just trying to give you a bit of a break, a bit of a break from, yeah, from
1: well, me. Well, no, can never get enough of you, Are You talking?
0: I'm a no, recluse.
1: It's, it's it's nice to be back. Thanks for good.
0: having me. Good, good, good. Now I did tweet out earlier, and you messaged me, because Who's coming on? I, <laughs> I had, I had hoped to get a former WSL player, uh, Ella Mastantonio. Um, she had initially said yes, but the life of a footballer, things change. So she is unable to be with us today. I'm sad. Violins are here.
1: Um, I've got the I'm old.
0: The John Legend maybe music time. in the background. Maybe, yeah, maybe another <laughs> time. Who knows? Uh, so much to talk about. Um, I spent my time watching stuff on television this time. I didn't go to a ground, didn't try and get to a game live. I was a, uh, an armchair supporter. Oh, yeah, there's quite a few of them about,
1: isn't there?
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> listen, well, let's be honest. One of the things that I saw on Twitter, which was... Uh, I think it was Emma Saunders was talking about Gates numbers, and I think you mentioned it for on your podcast about the, the attendance figures at at, at, at the ground with, with, due to your game with Chelsea. And I thought, is this the package now that because we as fans have clamoured so much for you know more more airtime, more t- games on television, that fans can now stay at home and watch games if they. are available on you know certain platforms and regardless of when the fixtures are being played you can watch a decent game of football and you don't have to to make the effort to go there so will this have a long-term impact is the women's game going to be the game that everyone just stays at home and watches and there'll be you know no real big increase in crowds but there'll be more viewers at home
1: um certainly hoping that. There's a lot of factors that come into it. If, you, if you're if you looking at weighing it all up, I think maybe there's still obviously the, the impact of COVID. People not sort of wanting to venture into, you know, possibly, you know, public spaces like that. I don't really know. Um, I mean, I, I think the clubs are doing their utmost to obviously, you know, keep every, everyone safe. And, um, you know, I think obviously a lot of grounds of, have implemented measures to, to make fans feel more secure like obviously the the sanitizing you know hand sanitizing points and things like that you know we've seen a lot of changes throughout some of the stadiums but i think um i think yeah i think you know the accessibility in the games obviously becoming more accessible on on various different platforms i think obviously that does come into it too um, but again you know we've been hearing announcements today that they've obviously got Big plans to to grow these attendances. You know they they they're quite ambitious. Um, I think as fans, you know, we just need to get behind it, and it is just about encouraging more people through the doors, and hopefully, um, you know, the year that will have an impact as well in, in getting fans through the turnstiles. I think there's a lot of work that can be done. I think there's a lot more that can be done by clubs themselves. I think promotion is one of the major things. Um, you know, I was I was disappointed just because of Obviously, it being an FA Cup final against Chelsea, you know, to me, that's a big fixture. That's, you know, a crowd that you, you know, you expect a, a good crowd more than probably your average. And, and it just didn't deliver in terms of that crowd. Um, I thought it was a good time, you know, a, a reasonable kickoff time. Obviously not for fans travelling from London, but the local support, yeah, it, it was definitely good enough that we should be getting more fans in the ground. And I think the fixture itself, you know, it's an FA Cup semi-final, It it should warrant, you know, that sort of spectacle a little bit and and get fans in, but it just didn't deliver, unfortunately. I think we'll get better on Sunday um, in the in the WSL with it being the Women's Football Weekend, and yeah. let's just see from there. But I think, as an average, I think I think I, I said we'd probably be lucky if we lucky if we get a, about a thousand as an average. I think for a crowd this season, but let's see what happens next season and just try and build on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, well. I, I mean, the, the, the Women's Football Weekend is a big thing. You know, there's, yeah. there's no taking away from that. I am still harking back. And we will talk about the the, the last round of games in both the WSO and, and the FAWC. But I still think that there's going to be a, a, an issue with attendance and, and, and crowds for quite some time. Um And it may be that regardless of what we say, regardless of how much we try to support the teams and create the conversations... Uh, about the clubs uh, between ourselves, which is really important, and 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 to promote the players and give them the, I don't know, the the, the profile that they should they they need as much as deserve. Um, there is going to be a bit of a lag in terms of what we see in the grounds for fans and the the appetite for people to stay at home. And you mentioned about the, the kick off time and for away fans travelling from London. Those things are important, especially. When games are kicking off on a Sunday, you know how travel in this country is, let's just say it, crap on a Sunday. If you yeah. I was gonna say something else, but if you are relying on trains, connections on a Sunday, going anywhere if there aren't works in place, if there isn't a diversion, road closures, mm-hmm. you name it it's almost as if you have to prepare for the worst before you even get to the game. Well,
1: that's what happened. I mean, it was an absolute mare. I mean, I know for those that did travel on the train, they really struggled to get home. Uh, A lot of them were stranded. There was obviously... I think there's been an accident, you know, you seen circumstances. You don't, want, you don't want that Emma. No, you, don't, don't, you want... don't want it. No, but it's, it's you know, people don't make that commitment to travel for the, you know, for the fear of things like that happening and people not get being able to get home at a decent hour. You know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to manage. And, and, other, and other things that come into it as well that we've already started to see this season so far, those fans that do support the men and the women's team There have been clashes and there will be clashes, you know, and people are having to choose. Yeah, people are having to choose between the men and the women's team and it's, you know, it's unfair.
0: Well, it it is, and I'm going to actually be the oil in the water and just be like something that doesn't flow with everything. Football can't be this kind of buffet meal where everything is on for everyone at the same time. It just can't. Just not possible. Just not possible. No, it's not not possible so you're going to have to pick and choose you're going to, you're going to have to decide what do you want to go and it will be you know i don't even think if there was a separation total separation of of the league games in terms of times kickoffs you're not going to please everyone that that, that you will get that many individuals from the men's game going to watch the women's game unless that there is a built in factor where season ticket holders get a reduced price to go and watch the women's to do, there has to be an incentive it can't just be
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: the women's women team are playing the female team are playing there or we're going yeah. to put it in the we're going to put it in the men's ground you, you you've got to have something about you know the the, the hook to the, the appeal for fans to 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 change their behavior and that's what you're asking people to do you're asking people yeah. to do um i just want to do a little segue um obviously it's the champions league when the champions league have, have kicked off i i'm cheating a little bit i have a small window into youtube and chelsea first they're playing Savetta, C- and and they're already and i think they're they're already five or six nil up yeah yeah of course they are uh, le- never let it be said that um Playing football on the greatest stage, you don't get those kind of results because it's it's not just about the WSL. No, one, it's, they're not they're not the the the. Well, I don't even want to say a name of the team before we get into it. No, let, let's jump into the WSL. Let's go and go and talk about fixtures, and uh, we'll start with Manchester City because you're, you're here. And um, <laughs> what what happened at the beginning of your your the first ten seconds of your game? You, you let Leicester score. What's going on? <laughs> yeah well, um is it christmas
1: come early like, yeah oh god yeah we totally switched off didn't we um a bit of an error by jill and and they were last they were able to capitalize and you know the ball finds the back of the neck and you're thinking sigla's loving this you know she's uh, she scored against city she's going to enjoy that one and it certainly showed in her celebrations didn't it course, um, yeah and why not um Former united why not get in and,
0: there uh,
1: <laughs> thinking, and what you're thinking, nah not today, come on, surely not. Uh but thankfully, you know, we managed to find a way back in and um it was a, a relatively I'd say routine performance, one that we've not probably seen from City from a while for a while. Mm. Uh I, I think that was quite pleasing to be honest, but it was needed.
0: Yeah. I mean I mean from a from a Manchester City point of view, it's definitely needed. You you needed to score. Um, a, a decent amount of goals, I would say, considering the way things have been going for you uh, in the league. And, and it was a sleepy start for Manchester. I just couldn't yeah. believe that, 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 that the, the, the amount of space that Sigsworth had, you would have thought that you'd been you had eight players and some would have been sent off. Um, but after that, it was pretty much rearguard action from Leicester. They just it, it looked like they had got into their mind, we need to defend now. And mm. and and keep a clean sheet and, and hold on to what we have. And it it kind of backfired, you know, looking well, at the Well, I you it.
1: play like that for 90 minutes, it's a long yeah. game. And you're gonna yeah. tire, uh, quite yeah. simply. So
0: yeah, I it, it it didn't seem to be the appropriate game plan for a WSL game, considering you take the lead against a Manchester City team. Let's face it. Jill Scott in defence. I'm rubbing my hands all day long. I don't care how long she's been playing in midfield. I'm like thinking, I'm taking to parts of the pitch you never want to go to. I'll be running around you all. I'll be looking for fouls all the time, free kicks. That's all. So um, Leicester looked like it was poor defending, especially the fourth goal. The fourth goal. It just what's what surprises me so much with him. Um, the WSL is that how many times the ball is played down the side of a defender, and they look the other way and and do a whole three hundred and sixty to get. Yeah, the, I, I, it's almost like they turn towards the player, but the ball is then played on the inside, and that was pretty much what I saw for the fourth goal. And I said, I can't work it out. Peripheral vision is something that is I think lacking. <laughs> it's lacking. Yeah. In, in the I WSL. mean. I, I,
1: it was it was a hard, it was a funny game to go into because I think I mean they, like I, I wasn't at the actual game itself I was um, I was visiting family actually um, oh you were
0: armchair supporter like me that's oh
1: not... uh, yeah well that's what I'm saying armchair supporter yeah um, I was a car chair sp- a supporter until I got home <laughs> to be fair I was listening to it in the car on the M6 on the way back to Manchester and uh, yeah and then I caught up with the game at home but I think. Um, I think, for me, um, I, the, I kept hearing the commentator say, you know, this is like City's second win, and, and I actually couldn't believe it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, two wins in however many games just still doesn't sit well with me at all. Um, and it's a little bit unbelievable, and it's still a little bit hard to take, I think, because, well, you know, you know, I mean, we are really battling at the minute, and, there's, you know, we were talking on the podcast about, you know, where's, where's the turning fortune going to come? And, yeah. you know, you're thinking, well, City should be getting a result here against, you know, Leicester. Um, but then you look ahead to Sunday and Chelsea and you just think, is that another three points dropped? You know, where are we going to be then? And, how, you know, we've still got a lot of work to do in order yeah. to, to bridge the gap. Um, yeah. If we really want to be competing for that third place, so it's it's going to be a tough old <laughs> tough old uh, month for City. I think.
0: Mean. Well, let's just 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 to to recap before we go on to the other games. The table yeah. is looking very secure for certain teams in London. Uh, Manchester City in seventh with seven yeah. points is not something that I'm new to the women's football, but uh, it seems a little bit strange.
1: Yes. Very strange, and it fumes me an awful deal.
0: <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a tad, it's a tad strange from uh, uh, my humble viewing point. I, I just look at it and I just think, "Wow, seven games, seven points. It's like yeah, a point a game. It doesn't game.
1: seem real. It don't doesn't seem real, honestly. Honestly, I, I yeah. just, I just, I don't know. At the moment, I'm just so on the fence with everything." you know yeah. um the team I, I i you know I, I was saying about you know we need to be asking more from the players i'm sorry but you know these are good players these are professional players that have you know credible players that have got enough behind them to be able to go and get the results then you start to think well does it come down to the management of the team does it come yeah. down to the tactics is he not able to get what's out of the players but is it the players not delivering you know, it, it, it's, there's so many questions around this team at the moment and they, there is a point where you need to sort of draw a line under it and start getting the performances and, wow, it, this month, like I said, come December, let's just see what happens because I'm, I'm worried that it's not going to be as straightforward as it looks.
0: It's not going to be as straightforward as it looks. It isn't. And um, it's going to take a little while for you to kind of pick up the points that you, you, you need. But Mm. it's also going to be dependent on what other teams and and I never like using this word the favours, but no results. I hate that. It's not not favours. This is
1: no.
0: Listen, we shouldn't
1: we shouldn't be dependent on other teams. We should be able to go and get the job done and and, and think about us, and that's it. That's that's the way that City, that's the city mantra, that's the way they've always looked at it, you know, season upon season. That is, you know, how you know the manager spoke, be it Nick Cushing, be it Gareth Taylor, not bothered. Yeah. You know that, that this situation that we're currently in is is something that you know we've not, um, you know we've been spoiled. We've not become, you know, we don't become accustomed to playing like this. We don't expect these kind of results, and um, yeah, it's difficult at the moment.
0: Yeah, I've got this little thing. Scott, what would you do? Right, I'm going to step <laughs> away from. <laughs> we've got to step away from uh, Man City for a moment. We're going to go to the mm-hmm. other game that that I want. I I did watch the Spurs, I didn't go to the game, Spurs travelled to to the Hive to play Tottenham. Now, before I talk about the actual things that I saw within the game, and and when Russo scored, which was a fantastic strike, Mm. and the camera panned to Mark Skinner, not a flicker of emotion at all, just took a sip from his bottle of water and I thought, that's strange. Mm-hmm. And, and and not to say any I'm just thinking if I was a manager of any team and my team score I'm going to be excited I'm going to be and I yeah. know that he's following in the footsteps of someone who never smiled <laughs> really you know on a good day if you saw them smile it might have been like the sign that there was going to be rain or something like that but come on I mean your team score smile you know, punch the air. And it's a it's the total contrast to what you see from the Arsenal manager who when his yeah. team scores. He's just so emotive, and he's he's you can see everything about him. He's like, Oh, Emma Hayes, she's got punch in the air, there's something. Him, nothing. And I'm like, yeah. don't get that. Don't 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 I I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it did stand out. And I just thought, hmm. Okay, Um, But anyway, what would you do, Emma? What would you do? Would you celebrate? Would you go, oh, i in.
1: Yeah, of course I would. (laughs) Um, There was a, oh, what was it now? Uh, Totally not related to the women's game, but the men's game at the weekend when Chelsea played. And uh, was it, um, oh, the uh, Chelsea manager, what's his name? Oh, um,
0: Tuchel. Thomas Tuchel. Yeah, Tuchel.
1: And he, he, he celebrated in front of Daesh, and it was like, you know what I mean? And then Walford got that, that equalizer. I was like, why did he not like retaliate it and do
0: exactly the same thing? D- D- no, Daesh Dyche, is probably thinking, I'm going to eat pavements later on. I know.
1: That to me is just a missed opportunity, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, I, I yeah. totally celebrate. I, yeah. You know, how yeah. how how can you not? You need to express your passion and and. You know, if it comes to if it comes together, you you know you're celebrating with the team because you know essentially. I, I think it's different if you if you're a bit nervous if it's against a runner play and you're kind of expecting you know make you know and you expect some sort, of, sort of more goals kind of thing. But I kind of think it was a kind of game where you know one look up, United. It's it's, it's given them a foothold in the go- in the game. I mean, it didn't play out that way, but
0: no, I think we'll it was talk a about big it. Goal. it 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 just before time.
1: Yeah, your team it was a big scored. Goal.
0: No reaction.
1: Yeah, no, no, I'm like, whoa, big time in the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, and what what the camera didn't do was pan to Rianne Skinner when Spurs equal. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see. Oh, let me yeah. see it. If she's because I'm sure she's punching and they're hugging one <laughs> another and they're like going, yeah, in your face, you know, <laughs> but nothing. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the actual game itself. And you know, it wasn't necessarily vintage, considering Manchester United only have been around since 2018, so vintage isn't probably the right word. It wasn't the 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 most fluid performance I've seen from them. Mm. Um, but I, what I would say is they were, um, I would say, fortunate to be ahead. And people must say, why? It was a great goal. It was. I wouldn't say that the Spurs keeper was, too, was you know, challenged or, or, or troubled too much. I felt that Spurs had a game plan. They didn't want to be um, exposed too soon in the game. They held back. And I was a little bit critical of a couple of their players. And I thought they're not actually applying themselves going forward. And probably that was to conserve energy. Maybe, you know, I, I look back now and I think, you know, like they've got an attacking player called Naz who's on the left hand side um, up against Bajet. I hope Baje, I pronounced that right. You never know. Spelt battle, but okay. I'm from the UK. Um, and, and she just didn't really get into the flow of things from what I've seen of Spurs so far this season. Um, but it was a very, very, I, th- I think, controlled game. You know, they tried not to yeah. lose. And and then when they... Then obviously with that half-time, you know, Russo scores such a great goal. She's able to spin away uh, from the defender. She evades uh, Neville's t- lunge. You know, she was very good to evade it because that could have been, you know, a free kick or worse. Um, but the finish, great. The Spurs keeper will look at it and think, should have done better because you got beat on your near post. Yeah. No keeper should ever get beat. I mean, it's a great strike, but any keeper... He's got to look at that and go, oh, that should never happen. Not from there. Not not that not, not when you're standing right next to the poles and you get beat. Maybe there was a little bit of the old Gary Bailey's. And for those of you who are old enough, to look back at the old YouTuber, Gary Bailey. He always dived back. Into- <laughs> um <laughs> always dive, always caught the ball behind the line. Yeah. Mm. When it was before before VAR was a thing. He was always like, oh, that's a goal. Um but no, I think it was it was a really good. A good a good game to watch for the for the neutral, I felt in terms and the ending, Titanic stuff.
1: Do you feel that United should have really more out of that game, though?
0: No. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean that game. I mean, the 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 they knew the 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 end goal. You know, yeah. Brighton had got a result. And someone on Twitter said something about Everton winning. Uh, Craig Craig said. Don't don't. He, he, Craig tweeted retweeted him and said, uh, "Don't don't sleep on Brighton." And I thought, "Yeah, Craig, you <laughs> tell him. <Yeah. laughs> you tell him because we've been yeah, looking at Brighton for a while. Don't 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 sleep on Brighton." No. And um, Everton new manager, same players. You know, mm. um, obviously the 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 defeat to Everton. We can talk about that. You know, about the Brighton game was that Brighton pushed them into third top. Both teams knew what they needed to do. Both teams probably didn't yeah. want to. To lose, particularly Spurs, considering the run, but I felt I felt that Manchester United didn't play to their strengths. They did not play to their strengths, and it was a, a subdued game for for some of their more talented players. Um, didn't see too many shots from Ella too, which is unusual because you know she usually likes to at least unleash a couple, I mean, yeah. maybe at least three or four in a game to, to let the keeper know that she's in, um, but. <laughs> Um from, a, from looking at it, from a, a trying to be neutral, I say Spurs did really well. I think they, they realised what they needed to do. The first half game plan worked for them. They were still in the game, come to the latter part, and they put pressure on. Um, the strike from Kit Graham, which hurts, was a fantastic save. And I looked at it again and I thought, if that goes to the other side of the goal, Earps is basically sitting with Mark Skinner and watching that go in because yeah. she's a spectator. Eight. She's so far over to the right hand side that when the ball comes to her, she's able to react. And I'm not thinking if Kit Graham had looked at and struck that to the other, she's not making it. She, yeah. She's just looking over at her shoulder and go, "Wow, it could, it would have been one of those." So, you know, at the end, considering the result, you can kind of say fair. Um, Manchester United will probably feel they should have taken all three points and will be kicking themselves that they haven't. Spurs will be happier that the fact that they took a point puts them back yeah. in third and, and they're yeah. still in the mix.
1: Exactly. That's and the, th- mix. the thing is, like, United were expecting to get a result against Tottenham. Yeah. yeah. And, and probably a lot of people were, to be fair. But I think it's, again, you know, Tottenham, they're just delivering, aren't they? They're doing really well. Is, all, it... all they need is a, a, a really good forward a really good a proven striker let's say and i and i think they might just you know it might just be enough for them to to really see out the season and and have a really strong finish
0: yeah they've they've got really good players in their team they uh-huh. have you know they've got and i i I you know while I was watching the game and i have made a note and I felt Naz is not doing enough, and then I was listening mm. to the commentator and they were saying nas is being controlled she's she's not letting you know Baje get away with things she's you know, and I'm not thinking mm, maybe I'm looking at the this the wrong way i I'm, I'm I'm looking at it from just being an attacking game, and I could see what Man United weren't doing, I could see that Leah Gordon wasn't getting into the game, I could see that mm. Kirsty Hansen wasn't wasn't doing what she normally does. Tune wasn't doing what she normally does. Um, Russo was doing her best to battle with the, the defenders. Um, you know, United was um, you know moving the ball around as well as they could, but not as well as I've seen. But Spurs mm. hung in there, and uh, uh, Spurs had great link-up play, and and some of their patterns of play were, you know, not 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 say unusual, but just. It, it threw United off their pattern because they kind of thought, oh, this is what they're going to do. And the ball would go the other way and you'd be like, oh, I didn't see that. You know, when you're watching it, you think, oh, that's going to be the, the, the normal pass. But little s- slick pass between, round, across. And I thought, okay, the Spurs have got patterns of play which they definitely worked on. And um, the, f- the actual, the free kick when the keeper comes up and, you know, it's just confusion in the box. The ball bounces. And once it bounces from that distance, it picks up pace. From the bounce, it picks up pace, so Erps can't react to it because it's going away from her, straight into the goal. And yeah, it's you know from a defender's point of view, they've got to meet that ball in the air so it doesn't bounce, because mm-hmm. then once it bounces, it's a lottery. You know that's yeah. it. You know it's 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 one of the, the rules that my manager would always say. You know it's it, say, look to stop headed goals, stop the cross. Basically, don't let the ball go in the air. The minutes in the air, don't let the ball bounce. Those are that basics. So from that distance, to let the ball travel all that way and bounce across the penalty box, you're just thinking, wow. Um, but a great finish to the game. And it, it had that kind of cup final feel. It did. you know, everyone's celebrating. And all the Spurs and players and the bench was celebrating. And Mark Skinner was probably still sipping his bottle of water.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I I I do like Mark Skinner, to be honest. You know, I, I find his um his post match, pre-match, you know, interviews mm. very insightful, very interesting. He's an honest mm. guy. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. he know he knows the game so well, you know. Yeah. Um I think he's a really good manager. Um I, like and like we said at the start of the season for United, I, I think this season is a, a bit of a transition for them. Um, a little bit of, a little bit of growth, a little bit of development, um, and I think they've they've had a very good start. United, um, just like last season, um, they've mm. definitely got the players within that squad to achieve and do well. Um, but I I, I, do, I do see it as a, a bit of a building exercise for them.
0: Yeah, and, and you know everyone's talking about the battle for third. Um, it will be it will be very interesting because you know Tottenham <laughs> are third. Tottenham are third with 13 points. Brighton have, you know, fourth, 12 points. Man United, fifth, 11 points. And West Ham not too far behind with 10. And, you know, Arsenal just leaps and bounds ahead. Unbelievable. On leaps and bounds, it's just very different. I want to talk a little bit about Arsenal before we, we go on. Um, uh, I watched not all of the game. I did, I, you know, you've got to have a life, haven't you? You can't watch everything then. For what we do, um, what did you make of that that game, Emma? Did you see it? Did you catch the highlights?
1: Yeah, I watched the highlights, Um I didn't watch the game to be honest. Um, obviously, they start, start, start uh, Arsenal doing Arsenal, you know, they started off well, they started off brightly, they had a load of opportunities, didn't they? How many times did they hit the post? I don't even know. I like, listen. I'm, honestly,
0: <laughs> I honestly, I wrote down, um, Nikita Paris must hit the crossbar. Because every time it came off the crossbar, it was too far away from her.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, uh, with Keith, she kind of, you know, she offers so much in terms of that, you Mm. know, that attacking threat, and she's so hungry, you know. Mm. She's so hungry, and you can see that in the way she plays. And and I, I, I think, aside from all that, though, I thought Kim Little was absolutely outstanding. Like, she just has this level um above everybody else and, and you you know for the career that she's had and, and her age like that you'd you'd be thinking that she'd be like tiring by now but she just seems to just just find it in herself to just perform week by week. Um game yeah. by game she's absolutely outstanding she's uh absolute key to that Arsenal side and um I think everything seems to be really going right for Arsenal at the moment. Everything like everything it's so you know not just the stuff on the pitch um i think you know the manager the setup the team you know they're really carrying themselves really well and you know for all that uncertainty towards the end of last season it's just a distant distant memory now like everything just seems to be on song you know it's 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 written together for them under this new manager and um you know, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be really excited by that. And and I think they are, yeah. to be fair, pretty unstoppable. To be honest, they're, they're going to be like maybe the invincible. Oh, oh, do you know what? I'm so.
0: i i've I, I just because I, I, I made some notes and I've just put McCabe, Ford, Little, Mead, Ooh, Paris. That's what mm. I put down, and I just thought the amount of chances those players had within the first what twenty, thirty minutes.
1: Yeah, ridiculous. Madness, like yeah. I, I, you want any team to be playing like that, and yeah. you just think there's no stopping them. Right. And, I, and to be fair, I can't see it. To be honest, I don't. I don't actually know oh. that there's a ch- that even Chelsea can possibly to test them. To be fair, I've, I've got visions of them winning the FA Cup domestically, um, and I and I do think they're going to be unbeaten this season.
0: Um, I've put down and I and I wrote down. I've just put. Unstoppable gunners, <laughs> I said, burying opponents. <laughs> just, yeah, they are. They're literally buried. Yeah, no, yeah,
1: no, they are. Yeah.
0: That just, uh, I put the I put just imperious. They're mm. like a Roman legion. They're just marching on, and it doesn't yeah. matter who's coming their way. And they have such an array of, not even so much just the attack, the, the, the options that you just think, I don't know. Holland which way is that, like, you'd be thinking, I don't know, who's coming, which, what, who, Paris, no, wait, what, or, and you just, all of a sudden, it's in the back of the net, you just think, wow, bedazzled.
1: To be honest, when when Keats made that move to Arsenal, I didn't see it. I did. I did not, I didn't, know. I didn't see it, to be honest, yeah. because I think, I don't know, it's just yeah. something about, yeah. like, Keats, and I just didn't, I just didn't see how it would work and how she yeah. fit in amongst you know players like Meadema and you know Mead. I mean, where's she going to get a look in? And, and he's just managing the team so well; it's it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, what what you have is an idea that there is squad, and this is the thing when I kind of talked about um, the two year World Cup, and everyone's like, "Oh, you can't do that because of like you know player fatigue and players get." players get fed up and and, and 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 it's too much. If you're not played every week, in a, in a league where there are 12 teams, if you don't get picked every week, you might play six games. Mm. I don't understand. And the argument where people go, oh, you know, player fatigue, I'm like, how? There aren't that many teams in the Champions League. Brighton are in the Champions League. West Ham are in the Champions League. What, what, where's the player fatigue? I don't get it. You had such a long international break. You know, I know we're going off a little bit. So when she did go to Arsenal, I could see it because for, I felt that under uh, under Joe, Arsenal relied on Midemar as the sole point of attack. Too much,
1: yeah, too much,
0: too, too much. much. And it was one. It was too familiar. It was too predictable from an opponent's point of view because they could just rough her up and think no one else is going to come and help you. The rest of the team had just been told to hold back and not necessarily get close enough. It's not like that this year. This year is very different. In, in
1: it's a different vibe, isn't it? It's
0: a, yeah, Oh, gosh. It's, it is a very kind of imperious, like a Roman legion just marching forward, just like, this is what we're going to do today. They, ter- they turn up and, and just look at the opposition and go, this is what we're doing today. That's mm-hmm. it. We're doing this. And you might put up a bit of resistance, but, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, from, from the, their opponents, West Ham, uh, they did play well. They did put yeah. up a, a, a good fist of it, you know, and uh, their goalkeeper was... was they, actually, their goalkeeper helped him immensely because that could have been 8-9 mil. Yeah. Could yeah have been eight, it could have been 8-9 mil. E- uh, easy, easy. The amount of chances they had, crossbar, post, just passed. Just, yeah. So Arsenal looking... Good. West Ham, you know, not to feel too hard done by. You came up against a really, really good team. Um, they did well. They, they fought. They had good patches of attacking play themselves. But the distance between the team at the top of the table isn't just about the points on the board. It's about technical ability. It's about forward thinking. And the distance is vast. It's vast. Mm-hmm. It's not even just a little bit. It's... It's Like they're on another. It's like everyone's in the UK and Arsenal in Europe. Everyone's just look looking over and saying, can we see them? Is it clear today? Can we see them? No, we can't see them. Mm. Um, <laughs> I know. it's horrible. Let's run through the rest of the, 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 the fixtures. Uh, um Aston Villa hosted uh, Chelsea on Saturday and Chelsea only win by one goal.
1: Yeah, what's that all, that all about?
0: about? How bizarre. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> bizarre. Straight, how dare you, Chelsea? Only the one <laughs> terrible stuff, and um, Jess, Jess Fleming getting their goal in, in the first half, so um, really happy, happy uh, for Chelsea. And um, Aston Villa are still, like I say, mid table, so not too bad. Uh, we mentioned Brighton, um, Brighton, um, visiting Everton and their new manager, um. Saw what they needed to do, and and we'll see what they need to do. Uh, Brighton under Hot Powell, um, moving forward, not like those other journalists who, who kind of talked up Everton. And we both said the same thing, Emma. We swore we're not talking up Everton anymore. We're not talking them up in the in the season when we go. What do we predict them to do? We just say nothing.
1: <laughs>
0: we're not predicting them to do anything at all. Not even finishing the top half of the table. Then they might do something. Um, Reading. Redding beat Birmingham um, three goals to nil two goals from their Olympic gold hero uh, Deanne Rose and the third goal I'm going to put it down to the Birmingham keeper who's on low Manchester United keeper Ramsey missing the ball totally because Deanne Rose literally skips past her and puts the ball into an empty net but a really really good win for Birmingham uh, did you catch uh, that game at all
1: um, highlights, uh, highlights, I did. Yeah, I watched the highlights. Reading, just, I don't know, where have they gone from last season? Like, no, it's yeah, yeah. Like, um, it's really bizarre. Um. Yeah, yeah they've got, got six
0: think, points. They've got six points.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, just kind of feel like... Um, they're just kind of finding their feet a little bit I don't know it's uh, yeah. a bit of a tough one I feel like I can't even say this being a you know being the situation that we're in at the moment but yeah <laughs> um, I just want to just like put up and shut up and just you know yeah, but, yeah. well they're only
0: a point they're only a point behind you
1: yeah I kind of feel like a, I kind of always expect a little bit better better from Medin, to be honest yeah. you know I, I really like Kelly Chambers and I think she has I like Kelly you know, she's she's really quite ambitious and she really does want to succeed with the club and drive them, you know, to, to she believes they, they can be. And I remember sort of last season sort of battle or well, the season before where they were battling for fourth with United, um, you know, that fourth play finish sort of thing. And and even though there was nothing to play for necessarily, it was still a battle, you know, yeah. and just that fight and, you know, belief that they can do well is I think it's quite humbling, you know, that she can see that they're sort of um, you know, what they're what they're capable of basically. Um and they're trying to unlock that and getting to reach that goal. So I think um yeah, she's a great manager. Uh, I think they've got some great players within the squad. Um and I, I'm sure that, you know, they'll they'll uh, you know continue to to get some good results. But Birmingham on the other hand was just I don't know. Uh Again, just another sort of tough season for them, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I thought, to be honest, that they'd sort of it would be a bit of a, a, a build and a, a bit of an opportunity to, to sort of right the wrongs of last season and, and really push on a little bit under an, in you know within the new stadium as well. That that might lift the, lift the team. Um, but yeah, they just seem to just t- be taking their time a little bit, don't they?
0: They are taking they are taking their time. And you know, uh, you know, as much as we we feel sorry for Birmingham, it, it may take a little bit longer for the team, the players to bed in, and yeah. it may take this season for them to 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 do what they need to do. I'm going to say this before we go on because I want to talk about the championship, and I'm, I'm conscious of time. With Leicester, you know, coming back to the bottom of the league, and you know, Leicester did the same thing that Aston Villa did when they came up, had an established team. And they brought in a whole host of players, and then they struggled. And mm. there's there's something for me. I would really like to see a team that comes up and says for the first six months or maybe until January, this is the squad we that won. This is the squad that was promoted. We're not bringing anyone else in. Yeah, you've made it here. You're good enough we will go and see what we can do in the WSL. And maybe that's just me being foolish. Maybe that's me being, you know, wishful and kind of seeing things for rose tinted glasses. I don't know. But the the Leicester team that I see in, in, in the WSL is not the Leicester team that I saw last season in the, in the championship who were playing fantastic football. They look almost total strangers to the team that I saw last year. And it's odd. It's really odd seeing this. It is. Mm. Um,
1: like i mean jonathan morgan has been within that you know that leicester style for for years you know and this has always been um a, a process you know they and yeah. they've gone every single bit of the process and they've finally reached their goal the end goal and i just yeah. i just don't yeah i just don't understand it and and i believe they'll stick with him because they've you yeah. know they have done for so long. Um but you kind of do just want to see that little that little bit more from Leicester because you know we saw it last season. I you know I've seen it against City in, in games of you know FA Cups and Cups that we you know we've played in the past and, and they really yeah. have got something about them and they just don't want to lose that identity that made them so good, that made everybody think, right, yeah, this is a really good Leicester side that are deserving of their, effort, you know, the, the WSL placement. Uh, because they've earned, literally, earned their right to be within that league.
0: Yeah, they definitely have. Um, I don't understand. I I, feel, I, well, I do feel sorry for them, but I'm just thinking it's 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 utter madness. And I, I look at the team and I just think it doesn't look anything like the team that I saw. In terms yeah. of performances and style, it just... It's it's totally different. Right, we're going to jump away from the WSL. We're going to talk about the championship. We're just going to have a little bit of this before we we go on to that. You know, you like this. Go big! I love that go
1: big. Uh, That Go big! Go
0: big! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love the go big. Um, That was when I actually went to watch my first um, championship game and it was a derby between crystal palace and um london city lionesses and i was trying to sort out my record my dictaphone, trying to make sure i've got this working and I'd, it ha- i it had it on and i heard all of the noise and i just caught and i was like oh that's i like that um, copyright copyright championship <laughs> <laughs> copyright championship <laughs> Um, right. Championship games. Massive, massive. We're going, I'm going to skip through all of, of the results and then we'll talk in detail about certain games. Um, the, the, the last game to be played was uh, Coventry versus Bristol City. They drew one all. Uh, Lewis yeah. uh, hosted Watford and they um, saw Watford win 2-1. Um, Shahan, remember remember what I said, Shahan. Uh yeah. Sunderland. <laughs> yeah. Sunderland um hosted London City Lionesses and uh, London City Lionesses won 2-0. Uh Liverpool Blackburn was nil-nil. So that's I feel, you know, I don't know if Liverpool will be upset with that. We'll see. Sheffield United um hosted Charlton and it was a nil 0 draw. And Crystal Palace at home to top of the table, Durham, Crystal Palace 3, Durham 1. Big results in the championship. I, and, and I don't even know to say which is the biggest one. I don't know if it's Crystal Palace beating Durham, it probably is. Uh, London City going away to win 2 0. I mean, what, Watford? Hello, who's there? The Ghostbusters. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Ghostbusters. That's
1: just me. I'm getting so old that I'm having to put reminders in my phone now. To Ghostbusters.
0: Be... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Lewis losing to Watford at home. Is that a big result? I mean, I mean, and and Coventry getting a point at home against Bristol City. Yeah. We'll start, we'll, we'll talk, you know, did you watch the Coventry versus Bristol City game? Emma?
1: I did not. It was Monday, Monday. night, wasn't it? No, yeah. I wasn't available on Monday night. I did follow it because obviously there was a lot of interest on, on uh, Twitter from yeah. my fellow Bristol Bristolian friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I was sort of keeping up to date with obviously what was going on. Um, yeah, they, they seem to be doing all right now. Bristol, don't they? Uh, picking up a few good results here and there, but yeah. I think it's it's building on that now, isn't it? And and getting yeah. that little bit of consistency because they've been a little bit sort of up and down. But yeah, yeah, I think I think they should have really got a result against Coventry. To be fair, I think a lot of people would have probably say that as well, uh, given how Coventry are doing. Mm. But um, yeah, I think there's th- a lot of the results from the weekend have have gone probably in sort of different directions of what probably oh. pe- people sort of anticipated. Yeah. So yeah. It, in terms of the, the re- results overall, I think it's been quite a good week re- because it, again, it just makes the championship become a little bit more interesting in terms of those tables. <laughs> table it's, <standards>.
0: it's, <laughs> it's definitely interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would say, I would say that, um, the Coventry-Bristol game, Bristol were desperate desperate to win. I think both teams are desperate for, to win. And, and I think Bristol yeah. will be, be much more disappointed in terms of the end result. Coventry will be happy with the point. They're happy that they didn't lose yes. against a good team, considering they've not found um, their first win. But this Coventry team will win. It just depends on who they will be the banana skin. And I said to Shahan that I had a feeling that Watford would be a banana skin for a team. I actually thought that, that Coventry would be um, Bristol City's banana skin, and it almost proved to be the case. Um, Bristol really did rally. In, I mean, they played OK. Both teams played OK football in the first half. What I would say for both, particularly Coventry, uh, passes in, in in the final third, um, keep the ball better is the the... The heading for this little pod chat and it, it, some of the passing was poor it was really poor and actually some of the passing was poor in the Manchester United or Spurs Manchester United game from defense especially when defenders are playing the ball out to their forward players it's almost like they they it's either the the ball is too short or the or the receiving player is is on their heels they're not anticipating the, the pass or they, or they just seem to feel that the pass isn't coming to them which is a really strange thing to see when you're watching football in the past, either goes behind the player or the defender anticipates the pass and they step in front of the midfielder and take the ball. And you just think, I, I, I don't expect that to happen because you, you're taught to be always on your toes like a sprinter, ready to receive the ball at any point in time and move move forward. And, you know, from Coventry's point of view, they once they scored, they kind of went into their shell Bristol built momentum, two really good chances for Mel Johnson in the 50th, 50 plus minute and 69th minute, one past the post, one just over the bar, really should have tested the keeper. One definitely should have gone in. You know, um, and 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 I would say their builder played is they deserved to get the equalizer. Um, but they couldn't. But what what I saw from Coventry was just a lot of fight, and, and Katie Wilkinson, who was the top scorer in the championship last season. I'm thinking, if you get relegated, is there a release clause for you to go back to Sheffield or something? I don't, you know, because no. Coventry aren't using her. They're not finding her. They're not. I mean, she's in, she, she she shows for passes and the pass doesn't come. Now, I don't know yeah. if that stands to the quality of the player or if the player is unable to make the pass or they're not comfortable with the ball. And then I thought to myself, OK, well, if it's not that, is it the pitch? Because mm-hmm. I've never seen a game where the bounce was so unpredictable on a 4G pitch and I've seen Crystal Palace play on a 4G pitch that's what they play on and it is a bit of unpredictable but it just seems it was almost like watching basketball style bounce it was just <laughs> yeah it was, it, was it's, it
1: do you know what I find it really um, you know you talk about Wilco and I think I I saw that sign as a real sign of intent from Coventry City of course do you know you know, in commentary, United. Sorry, I get bloody confused. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so a real sign of intent, uh, and they they made quite a lot of signings, didn't they? Yeah. in Commentary, and they they really looked as though they, they really wanted to give it a good crack, and I and I and I feel like they're really, I don't know, like there's just something missing. Um. And I and I, and I can't really put my- a Win. <laughs> well, yeah, points are a win, yeah, definitely a win. <laughs> I definitely missing that, but I think yeah, it, it's a strange one, and I, I and I kind of expect a little bit better from them to be honest. Yeah. And definitely. I and I do think I, I do think if you're Bristol and you're looking at that fixture, you're thinking, yeah, we should have been really getting three points, you know, three points in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when is it sort of when is Coventry's changing fortune going to come because? You know, as every fixture for them now is is tough really.
0: Every every fixture is a difficult fixture. I mean the next game they go away to Lewis, no easy place to yeah. go, but Watford got a win. Um after that, they are where are they? they they host Durham. Um then they are um hosting it looks like they're hosting Watford, so that's gonna be what you call the relegation battle. Um then where are they? Then after that, I think they're they're away to Bristol. Um, it's just I, you know, I have mean, missed one, but I mean, it's it's. I'm not saying that they can't get a win. I just looked at, I just tried to look at everything. I can't work out how they're not using. Yeah. The, they got a really good player there, and they're not finding her. The passes are not finding her. The crossing was poor. They mm. didn't change the crossing. It kept being cut out in the front post and I'm thinking no mixing it up, no working it short, trying to bring the ball in and and and, and try and you know get around or bypass the, 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 the Bristol defence. You know, this it it was it was lacking. On the other hand, Bristol, you know, despite going to go behind, they showed good patterns of play on a surface that they're not comfortable on playing. You know, it's 4G the battle as I said. But, 4G is like, tough yeah, for anyone
1: though,
0: yeah, it? yeah, I mean it's tough. It's tough. The, the, the only thing I can say about 4G is that when it snows, it rains. It's, you know, you can still clear it. Yeah, because like, you know what it is on this league. These leagues, as soon as the fixtures, there's a bit of bad weather, things get called off. And and I can say, hand on heart, when the games were being called off last year and, and everyone was going, making their way to Birmingham and it was called off for like the, the last half an hour, 30 minutes, you know, Crystal Palace... Um, their games are still going ahead. I think London City Lionesses, their games are still going ahead. I mean, they, they've got grass, but they, it's, it's in terms of the location, they were able to still function. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the other thing that really bugged me as well, the lines on the pitch, I couldn't tell where the bloody penalty <laughs> area was. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't tell. Ball went out and they went, goal kick. I went, what, is that the end of the pitch? I am thinking.
1: What's
0: Crap. that? I,
1: just thought, what's I, this? I, th- I do think though, if you if you Kate Wilkinson at the moment you are becoming slightly increasingly frustrated. Oh. Um, so I can't see how that's yeah. going down in the dressing room at the moment. But I don't think I think you know she's the type of player to <laughs> to she, listen, tell I'm is, telling you, so.
0: she's she's got the WhatsApp group from Sheffield United on. <laughs> be dial, like, listen, girl, then make my space, I'm coming, you know, and uh, we say that in jest, but, you know, I want Coventry to win, actually, I've said it before, I don't actually want any teams to be relegated from the championships, and I don't want teams to be relegated from the WSL, I think both teams need to increase, and it needs to be almost like a post-COVID test, teams are promoted, and there's no relegation to the WSL, and likewise, Uh, for the championship there's no relegation and just to 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 help the game grow because this is this is it it's it's all about helping it and if you keep it at 12 12 games I mean come on it's just yeah and they string it out over a season and make it seem like it's like every week you have like three week international breaks oh it's just it's it's ridiculous it's it's a dream
1: Rodney everybody wants it I want, I want it. I want it. Who
0: knows? I want it. Been anyway. crying,
1: crying out
0: for years. Yeah, I do. I just, I don't know. Twelve games is just not enough. Um, <laughs> Sheffield United, right? They had a bit of a bad run. Um, they'd uh, lost their last game <clears throat> quite heavily, uh, and they got, some, they were. I'm grateful for a 0-0. Charlton, obviously, likewise. And I think Sheffield United have been playing really well. They started really well. Um, great combination. and uh, Sweet McKirk and um the other player escapes me, they're gonna really bug me now. Apologies. Um, but they've not been scoring the goals of late, so you know they've hit a bit of a buffer. Um mm. so we'll see what happens where they are in the league. They're still, I mean, they're mid-table now, they've got 11 points, not too far away from the top, but Durham. Definitely flying high, but the, the actual game, you know, the Durham Durham travelling down on the on the 4G pitch. Uh Crystal Palace romping home, romping home with a 3-1, uh 3-1 win. Um, goals by Baptiste within the first 10 minutes, and then Wilson, who's in 20 minutes, I mean the strike that she the good one to you collected the ball and an absolutely scorching strike. Into the bottom corner, and and Durham did rally. Durham did come back. They had their chances, didn't score early enough in the game, and they scored in the last ten minutes. Um, Salecki, you know, ball comes in into the goal. You just think, okay, is this the moment where Durham actually come back? And then, you know, Palace do their best to to kind of hold off, and then they they come back, and and the goal the build up play the goal goes around the keeper cut back uh, Millie Farrell I mean the celebrations afterwards I mean it, it was it meant so much for them to win that game and it just showed what they wanted to do and I felt sorry for the, the Crystal Palace manager Dean Davenport because he wasn't expecting all of the players to jump and mob him and he's it, it, almost like a missing person you know I felt that's like <laughs> there's a poster going out like have you seen this man
1: Please cool. Well, I think I think it just showed how much it meant, you know. It did a loads. massive, massive result. Oh, you know Durham have been absolutely brilliant this season so far, you know, obviously table standings, you know, reflects that as well. Um and you know, and to get a win like that in the way that they did, um yeah. a massive kudos to them. Um and that'll really spur them on as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it. I mean, I've been to a couple of their games and it's good. And I had to message them and say, "Look, of all the games that I missed, I missed this one." You
1: missed that one. I missed that
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> I just really, you know, I thought I have a few things to do, so I'm not going to be able to go to any games this weekend. And I saw the score. I thought, "What? What? Mm. That's that's not right. That's not right." Um, so yeah, great win for them. Um, great win for Watford. You know, again, just going away from home, and I, I I'd seen them play when they played London City Lionesses, and they had some great resolve. They didn't get anything out of that game, but I, I could see I and that, and they there was more about them than I see than I saw at Coventry, and even mm-hmm. though Watford were bottom of the league, and I thought I thought you know what, at some point they they will click, they will click. Coventry, I'm still looking and thinking, is there going to be a click? Because I can't. I'm waiting for it, and if it does happen, it needs to happen soon. But um, yeah, a great win for Watford and London City Linus is going up to Sunderland, who um, played—they played Charlton and they got a great result um, in the previous round of games. And but London City Linus is you know two 0 away from home. You know, in the first five minutes, score in the, the last five minutes. You know, that's a nice. A nice, you know, away trip for a team to go away and and take the the three points. No goals conceded. And they're third in the league. Third in the league. Um, 16 points. Liverpool, 17 points. Durham, 18 points. So the next round of games up to Christmas and just beyond, that's when you're going to start to see things really become interesting and, team, and positions start to shift, Um mm. hopefully for Coventry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think about Liverpool, though? Because do you think there'll be a fair bit of, inter- of interest from the WSL do- on, on whether or not Liverpool can perhaps get it done and dusted this season and get back up?
0: Well, I, I think, I look, look I, I would say that Liverpool have been steady in their... They haven't lost, I mean, as a druid, so they, they, they've still got a good, good form going in, but they will will kick themselves in the fact that they didn't take three points considering the result that Durham had, because it would have meant that they kind of leapfrogged and, and, and been in pole position. Um, even with just 12 teams, it's still a marathon league. Um, Liverpool have showed that they've got the resolve, they've got the team togetherness. Um, Matt Baird knows what he's doing. But, you know, around him, there are the Durhams who might have a, a bad day. London City Lionesses, no pushover. Charlton had a little bit of a blip, no pushover. Crystal Palace, no pushover. And br- and brisk. I mean, you know, all of the teams up to, you know, seventh, even though their points may not necessarily be as, as ex- extensive um, as Durham's, on the day, they're going to cause you problems. Even Sunderland will cause you problems. No. You know, it's just. You just don't know in this league. So I would never say that Liverpool are are definitely nailed on to be promoted or Durham. It's going to be close. And this this is why I keep saying I don't want teams to be relegated, but I'd like more than one team to be promoted. Because I think the WSL could do with another two teams. Could. Easy. Easy. Like you say, it's it's a dream. It's a dream. Well, you
1: never know. Uh, it's a, <laughs> let's see what happens. You know, it's, a dream. I, it, it's not... A, I mean, you know, the FA is talking about that they, they want more professional teams again. So if we're going to be looking at more professional teams, then we've got to make room for them. So...
0: Well, look, I genuinely don't understand how, how, a, how, a, how a league can have 12 teams and last from, from August to May. Mad. I don't get it. Um, and within the teams, and I know that you've got, from a Manchester City point of view, you may say that all of the players are international players and, you know, they play lots of games. You, you're talking about the first 11. The team, mm-hmm. the play. you know, when Manchester City were going through a bad spell, you had players in reserve, you had your academy players that weren't getting a look-in, and the manager ignored them. And I thought to myself, well, that's that's one level of of the... Kind of inward looking way that the league has been managed for so long that everyone says the same thing, goes, Oh, we, we haven't got, we, we can't do it because of player safety, but you then don't use the players that you have when you've got injuries. You know, you, you want, yeah, no, but you want it, you want everything, you know, and the narrative, as much as it's spun in a particular way, people just need to look at the facts and just say, Well, that's not true because you have this many players on your roster and they're not playing and if they're training as a, as Manchester City are a professional club which means they're training every day they're not semi-pro then those players are getting better every day so what's the problem? Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know we've come to the end um, I've got to do one thing before we go Um,
1: mm.
0: um I've got to actually do a shout out actually oh, where are we? where are we? There we go. Oh, you've gone. I don't know. What's going on? I'm trying to do this thing.
1: It's all right. Just get rid of me, Rodney. Get, get rid of you. There we, yeah, I've, got, <laughs> to do want one for, to I've got to do anyone. one for
0: you. You're still there. Uh, I, I had a little email from my friend, and it's to do with the Canaries Norwich Women. The Canaries Trust are sponsoring a game um, at the NCWFC, and it's on the uh, 28th of November, I believe, and it's uh, Stevenage Town. Stevenage Town. So if you can go on to Norwich Women's. Twitter account, you'll be able to see all that as well. So I saw, you know, someone reached out to me and said, yeah, can you do this? And I said, of course I will. Um, and I almost forgot. I almost Good
1: forgot. man,
0: Rodney. I almost forgot. So, yeah, well, it's not just about the Championship. We'll try and do what we can. Uh, before we go, uh, Emma, uh, yeah. have a guess what the score is for Chelsea's game. For Sunday? No, right now. We're not doing oh. predictions for Sunday. <laughs> No, no, it's only seven.
1: Oh, it's
0: only seven. It's only seven. They're not. They're not good enough.
1: Ugh,
0: feels <laughs> not <time> good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emma. Thanks for for joining this one. It's a very different one. Not actual intro or exit music because. I don't so know, what I'm
1: do
0: just, we do? I don't know. We're not singing, but you know, we're just 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 going to be an image, and then we're just going to leave. Anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Thank Bye. you for being with me. We've covered everything in the WSO, We've covered everything in the FAWC. We even spoke a little bit about um, celebrating goals. or well, not celebrating goals. Take your pick. I'm going to celebrate. There,
1: Definitely. Always celebrate.
0: Get in there. All right. See you later. Bye. Nice
1: one. See ya. Bye, everyone.